1: Welcome to the Wise Men's uh, Podcast. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. It's Matthew and I am... Um, I'm in the pub, actually, but I don't have a drink. I, well, I have a drink. I have a pint of Coke. Um, I'm joined by Eleanor McCabe. Hi. Hello, Matthew. How are we? To
2: take it back to what
1: you yeah, used to say on I'm, Thursday pod, I, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm fine. I, uh, I've, I've been at work. I've been at the gym. I've come here. And, uh, yeah... Have no soft drink to start with. Uh, which I don't really like, it isn't very on brand, but we move.
2: Can I just clarify for the listeners that I got here before Matt. Mm-hmm. I tried to order a pint of Stella and when Turned he came it down. Yeah, when he came, they hadn't poured it yet and he asked to substitute it for a Coke. Like that is that is factually what happened here.
1: I will have nine pints later just to <laughs> or twelve, just to you know <clears throat> just to make up for, for the soft drink. But um needs must. Um, yeah, I'm alright. The uh, we've got a couple of things really. We're we're going to mention briefly the the ticketing fiasco, and then we've got a bit from Stephen and uh, Eastport and Nick Barnes earlier. So we've got some context on the comments and the you know the fallout from those regarding Mulberry and Speakman and all of the others at the club, and then we've obviously got. um a little bit of a preview of preston on saturday afternoon if anyone's hasn't forgotten that we're playing a game on saturday but we just wanted to talk about the tickets situation
2: when you like headlined what we were going to go through today and you said the tickets i genuinely thought you were going to put in a plug for the wise men say live show that's happening in october i thought that's what i genuinely completely went over my head that you meant obviously the Nightmare of tickets that's going on at the club. I
1: thought you were going to put a sneaky little no, I'm not that. Clever, <laughs> Everyone really. come
2: along
1: to Pop Rex. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. Um, but they're a digital ticket only as well, actually. So, um, the problem isn't with the digital tickets, the, the, the digital tickets work very well. I think the you know, it's very straightforward in order to get them into your Apple or Google wallet, regard you know, depending on which. System you have on your phone, um, and I think it, you know you order the ticket, it arrives quickly. I've had no, I've had no issues with that personally,
2: unless, unless you choose the delayed digital <laughs> delivery. you
1: choose the most bizarre option of all time. Someone did reply. I can't remember who you are. You'll know who you are, and said maybe if you're buying it for in a few weeks' time, you want it to appear at the top of your inbox for the match. But then
2: you can just pin it. Yes, I know. But but you might okay.
1: But that is we'll obviously download why. it
2: into your wallet. Yeah, no, but right? that is obviously right, why, okay. isn't it? Yeah. Like he was
1: right whoever said Brian.
2: that. But that's relying on our ticketing office to be yeah. organised to put them on a couple of You wouldn't of really... T-
1: you'd like to think it was automated as well. Otherwise, someone's got to trigger that. Yeah. The problem was, on Tuesday, the problem was not the digital tickets. The problem was being able to buy tickets at all. Now, I tried to buy our tickets on Monday night, and there were a few single seats left in the southeast corner. So one, I didn't want to sit there. And two, I kind of wanted to sit together as well. So I was like... Oh, I'll just wait all the morning, they'll open some more blocks. And not only did they not open any more blocks, those tickets had then subsequently gone. I was on the way to work, admittedly early, it was about half six. Now, what is the point of a digital ticketing system if it relies on someone to manually put them on sale?
2: Yeah, it, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, bless you, I was messaging you like, hi Matt, have you, have you got the tickets yet? Not realising that there was this whole disaster going on. Then logged on to X, as it's now known, for the the stream the streaming site, the social media formerly known as Twitter, and um, saw that there was just this absolute disaster going, which just makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) Like apart from everything else, and we're going to go into a little bit kind of financials and stuff of the club later on, but apart from anything else, a cup game. Is an excuse to get a few more quid in the bank. It's it's a way to get the fans back in, and especially when you've had what was a relatively disappointing first match of the well, yeah, season. We lost. Yeah, we, we it wasn't it wasn't how we wanted to start. No. We went down to ten men, which you predicted, but we also we also lost. You'd think they'd be wanting. Predicted to Predicted that get
1: as well, actually. I said yeah, we yeah. lose two one. Yeah. Con-
2: congratulations, Matthew. Did you put that bet on? No, on, I put you? three one on. <laughs> but. It just—it made absolutely no sense to be actively restricting fans' ability to go to the yeah, match.
1: That's nah, so weird. not Yeah, because by the time they went on sale, I think half ten, people had given up. Then it was like, and I'm not going to spend all day talking about this, but it was just one of them. How Yeah, like, just opening one stand also, just open, the, just open the Lord Paul, because it's like. It, cramming everyone into one area of the ground it's I, I don't know why they do it we always just you know I know we, years gone by the, those 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 sort of games would be nineteen, twenty thousand, 20,000 really um, and I know there's loads of reasons why people don't bother and I have not bothered with a few of them myself sometimes I'd just rather not spend a 10 or 15 quid to watch us essentially a reserve side Um but yeah, that that's something that probably needs sorted out. And...
2: I think, as well as we were saying, it it felt like an under with the crowd that was there, yeah. with the way they'd only open one. It felt like an under twenty one game, and I mean, we were watching a very young team play in front of, but it just it didn't have that feeling that a first round of the cup should have, and it just it just it. it, it they needed. You're right. They needed to open just the, not even the whole of the like, look, just the
1: lower tier of the. Stands I just. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I don't think the cup, particularly the league cups, never had a great following. Even even when we got to the final, even when we got to the final of it, you know, the crowds for the semi final were quite low, and it's never had a good with it. It just, opening one standard just it, it it just looks shit to be honest. But that's enough probably whinging about that it's just it's more of a, We've got a- other things
2: to about.
1: aesthetic thing for me i think it's just cramming everyone into one bit of the ground just looks silly um but yeah well there are other things that have came out from tuesday apart from the defeat and one of those was um comments surrounding tony mowbray his happiness shall we say at the club is he getting frustrated with things there were some Comments Nick Barnes made on Total Sport that alluded to the fact that he isn't very happy. Um, so that was the cause of a lot of fume discussion, other on Twitter on Tuesday evening because they came out sort of during the game. Uh, so earlier on, um, Stephen caught up with him to uh, you know to not explain his comments, but to like find out you know if there was an overreaction or what the crap was. Um, so we'll hear from Stephen and Nick Barnes uh, on those comments now.
0: OK, Nick, we will start with the discussion people are having about comments you made on air before the crew game, suggesting that maybe the mood isn't right at the club. Those comments being overplayed, do you think? Or do you have genuine concerns? How are you gauging things at the moment?
3: Yeah. Um- I think there is an element of them being overplayed and maybe taken a bit out of context. Um I, you know, I don't think, I don't think everything's a hundred percent right. I don't think there's any question. If you, if you talk to, um you know, talk to the press, talk to fans, I think there's a feeling that things aren't, you know, um as perhaps they should be at this stage of pre-season with the season, just having started and those couple of results. Um uh, you know, my comments the other night were, you know, I said, I think I used the words, I said I was uncomfortable. And I, and I think by that, what I mean is that, you know, I am, it's not the situation I hope the club would be in at the beginning of August, that they would still be looking for a striker. Um, and that they would be, um, discussing or there would be talks about the futures of Gooch, Pritchard and Bart, um, those senior players. And, you, you know, I think that, that, is a concern for everybody. I think that is why I feel uncomfortable. I think Tony Mowbray is someone who's, he's bought into the, into the plan, if you want to call it the plan or the model. Um, But at the same time, I suspect he's frustrated as well. And I I know he said he doesn't like pre-season. It's not a time he likes. Um, He'll be pleased once the window's shut and they can, as he sees it, pre-season lasts until the end of August, until that window is shut once that's done then he, they can get on with the serious work um and i think you know he's i think some of the signs from him as well have just been you know not not tony as we 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 know him and i think that's that's that comes from his frustrations at the lack of um having a couple of strikers up front and and, and possibly not not more experience within the squad and i think um you know the way he's talked about danny bart very pointedly that he's still here I get the feeling that Tony would like to see him stay and I think he'd like to see Gooch and Pritchard stay as well but I guess that the way that the transfer window is working and the way that the club's set up um, that they're looking at those three to try and move them on to to, to bring players in, as simple as that um, The question was raised about why O'Neill played at the weekend and not Bart and, and we had a caller actually on Total Sport Bill, who made a very good point. And that, that if Bart is on, on the way, um, and Tony Mowbray is wanting to play out from the back this season, then now is the time to get O'Neill embedded in next to Ballard. If that's his plan. Um, there's some sort of so pragmatic common sense about that. But I think, you know, that's that. So overall it, it to put it into, to context, my concern is that, um, things, things aren't, aren't, As they, as we would want them to be at this stage of the season, start of the season, because it just heaps pressure on you going in through the month. If you're not getting the results that you hope to get. And I'm, I think with a lot of people, if they'd had a striker on Sunday, they'd have beaten Ipswich and, and the whole landscape would have looked completely different.
0: Yeah. And, um, just more on that in a second, but we get on that. We might as well go on to that Bard Gooch and Pritchard stuff, which is. I think Sonnen have clearly got a, a talented chief scout in, in Stuart Harvey. I think he, he can, you know, Mowbray really likes him. I know the friends anyway, but he says he can spot a player. He's been brought in. It's a good appointment, but he doesn't set the remit and he just does as he's told in terms of the profile of the player. He's looking for, and it's hard for some fans not to be cynical when we, you know, we get an unexpected, probably sixth finish last season and then the first thing, you know, Speakman's in charge of the strategy, isn't he? The overall plan.
1: Hmm.
0: And I think people are cynical because you have this season where yes, some of these young players really come to the fore, we have a good season. But then the first thing or one of the first things that is then decided is, okay, Bart, Gucci, and Pritchard, they didn't come in under this remit. Let's tell those guys they can leave. On, on what planet is that sensible to do? If you're not going to give them another contract, you deal with that better. You know, these are people you're dealing with. Don't just tell them at the beginning of the season they can find other clubs. That's what that, a lot of people are angry
3: about that. And I think Morbury seems to be not happy with that as well. I, I I think that's probably the case. I think, you know, I don't think I think in the ideal world, he's he he said um at the end of last season, he said often that he would like to see experience in the squad and those players are experienced. I mean, they're back up I and mean, look at, look at Bailey Wright last season, you know, that, that he was, um, uh, you know, until he went to, to to Rotherham, happy to be used as that player that came on 15, 20 minutes from the end to shore things up. Even if Danny Bart was going to be in that position, you know, to have that experience on the bench, Pritchard, as we've seen, you know, when he comes on can, can make a difference. He did against Ipswich and, and he was unlucky against Crew not to score and certainly puts in a shift. I, I think all fans, and I suspect Tony Mowbray, would love to, to to keep them. And I think his comments about Danny Barr sort of indicate that that's someone he would like to see stay. I mean, ultimately, it's down to the players, isn't it? If they don't want to go, they don't have to go. I mean, if if, if someone comes in and, and say, Lyndon Gooch is a pro, you know, do you want to move? He can say, no, I want to stay. I want to fight for my place. I mean, he says he nearly went when Alex Neal came in. You know he felt he at then he there wasn't a place for him, and he was on the the point of possibly leaving, but then Alex Neal found a place for him as a right back and 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 Lyndon gooch stayed but um it's it's uncomfortable, I think because you know we all we all want the players to stay I I think Tony Mowbray in his heart of hearts would love to see them stay as well um and going back to Stuart Harvey, I think you know his job's a difficult one you know he's got a remit to try and find try and uncover. One, two uh, strikers, if you like, or attacking players in a market where they haven't got money. You know, they're, they're trying to find gems with, you know, very, very little money. I mean, you know, they haven't got the millions that Coventry spent on Ellis Sims or, you, you know, other clubs in the championship are spending money on, on players. That money is not there. That's part of that model. They have to try and find mm. someone somewhere across the world that nobody else has seen and try and persuade them to come and sign for Sunderland. So I don't envy Stuart Harvey having, having to do that. And I think, you know, ultimately it comes from the top. It comes from Kirill Louis-Dreyfus. I think, you know, I think Tony Mowbray, Christian Speakman are all in the same boat here. If you like Stuart Harvey all having to swim in that water, because that's the, that's what the command is from, Mm. from the top. And
0: while I get that as well, you know, that, because people think we go after Speakman here. and <laughs> um, um, because he, he's the face of it all. And, and frankly, if he comes out and publicly defends it, then he, then he is the person you go to first. And I think just the last thing on, on, um, you know, on those three players you mentioned, Bart, Pritchard, Gooch, I just think the squad was clearly very harmonious at the end of last season. And even if you were thinking you're going to get rid of somebody at the end of this upcoming season, you don't tell them at the beginning of the season. They'll find the club, no problem. Let them crack on, open those discussions later on. I, I, We'll leave that there because we 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 set out bit in it. And I just think let's reflect also that, you know, this has come to a head because suddenly they've gone out of the league cup to crew, which in the grand scheme of things some people may not care about that much. Other championships championship teams have gone out of the cup, Southampton, who everybody loves this season, went out to a league two team convincingly Millwall had the arses handed them to them at home to Reading, who are a side who didn't win a single preseason game. I think they've gone like fifteen games in the league. Without a win before that, um, I think February. I was reading was the last time they it won a could game. Be, yeah. So, yeah, So, so you know, and, and Millwall won a Borough the opening game. So, mm. so the beat Preston Saturday. Then they beat Rotherham. The heat has dialed down a lot, and we know that that's football. And it was all amplified on Tuesday, but it was amplified because of the issues on the pitch. It's been reported that Christian Speakman was waiting for the manager outside the dressing room after the match to discuss transfer talks. That's not normal. And that's going to be analysed and reported on, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. I mean, uh, and it was a concern, obviously, on Tuesday night because we were waiting for Tony Mowbray. And, you know, we waited for over an hour. And, and you know, obviously, what's the, the conclusion we all draw from that? Oh, things aren't right. Uh, to, to his credit, he came in in a very good mood and, you know, was mollified. And we were mollified because this is a, the any of the, that meeting with Christian Speakman and others, actually, from, from the coaching staff was all about... The urgency of getting a striker or two strikers in—that's so in.
0: been brought on by the performance. Clearly, they're sitting, but watching I, I I think, the same yes. thing as everybody. We best go down and reissue this guy now. That yeah. way, you know that the gap must have issue that we can all see here is being addressed.
3: Yeah, I think that's. I think you're probably right. I mean, it's you know a, a, a reaction to that, and and a good reaction to that. Really, I think I'm I'm in one way happy that it's been and it's out there that the club are reacting to that because. Sunday and Tuesday, it is so glaringly obvious that they lack a striker or someone with experience who can score goals. And it's got, you know, needs to be addressed. I think the fact that Tony Mowbray came up and said that with some urgency, they're looking to try and get someone in one body at least in as soon as possible. Um, in, in, as I said, a trying market for them. Um, I think it does illustrate that they are, you know, painfully aware that they need to get this addressed and something sorted sooner rather than later. Because, as you say, you know, these two games, Preston and Rotherham, at the start of the season, when you looked at the the fixture list, you, you'd look at what would, um, I think many see as a fairly benign August. Ipswich was a, a, an unknown, but I think with hindsight, we could look back at that game and feel that had they had someone up front, they'd have probably scored in the first 15, 20 minutes. The game would have been a completely different game. They'd probably gone on to win it. You know, Preston now has become that much bigger because of the, that defeat and the crew defeat. And Rotherham at home again will be judged on what happens against Preston. You know, if they beat Preston comfortably. You'd hope they could go on and beat Rotherham comfortably, but if they don't, again, we're going to have this, you know, maelstrom of uncertainty and, and panic and and, and rage uh, and anger. And that's not good. It's not that would not that will not be a good place to be.
0: And I just find the whole you know, fact that a performance against Crew in the League Cup could have been the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of the recruiters acknowledging what needs to happen. Because you know, at the start of the year, the turn of this calendar year, so number fourth. the lose Ross Stewart and the lose Corey Evans in January, and Tony Mowbray, it's clear that they must be replaced. We see it on the podcast, we're blue in the face. That was seven months ago. So this idea that fans are now suddenly rushing the recruitment team is, is is nonsense. As far as I'm concerned, they've had a long time to sort this out. Well,
3: they've had longer than last since those injuries. I think people have said, you know, that that the the issue of strikers should have been addressed three windows ago, two, three windows ago. And there's probably a lot of truth in that. And I and I think I I, I come back. I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to defend Christian Speakman necessarily, but I can and Stuart Harvey and Tony. But I can see they are. I think from their point of view, I mean, they would be the first to say, "Look, we're working in with one hand t- tied behind our backs." In one if sense, they're not given twenty of, million quid to go on by yeah, a strike, Exactly, not twenty, they're, they're, 20 they're, million quid to go on by yeah. A strike, yeah, you know, so that they're, they're working in 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 uh, constricted circumstances, if you like. And I imagine that. I mean, everyone knows strike is the hardest position on the the pitch to to fill and to find um and you know they've had bad bad luck when it came to Stuart and Sims I mean you couldn't have made that up um you know if that was Royal Rovers you'd think that was beyond beyond, even that would be beyond uh the the biggest imaginations but but nonetheless that that we are here where we are now and and the club's crying out for someone to score goals and um and I think you know as you say, go back to Tuesday night at least they are you know, painfully aware of that. And um, at least Christian Speakman has gone in to see Tony to try and, I think, assuage any concerns he would clearly have had after watching that game that, you know, mm-hmm. they need someone up front to score goals.
0: Yeah. And I just think, you know, just to wrap it up, I think from, from our point of view as well, again, because I know people think we'll go after Speakman, but had he come out after the January window when it didn't get addressed and said, you know, we tried. And we couldn't bring in a number nine And my hands are tied behind my back Because I'm living to this, this and this But we didn't And he said we don't really play with a number nine And, and, and he's happy to warn it And come out with, with nonsensical statements So he's going to get it Anyway, um, thanks for joining us Nick And no doubt questions about centrefolds Are going to keep on going until until something happens Undoubtedly Right, thanks
1: for that, um, Nick and Stephen—they've gone now. It was nice listening to pop in. It was. It um, was nice to
2: see
1: them. Um, yeah, it's interesting, that isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think when I was listening to it, the the thing that struck all of us, and I think that we all became aware of this, a couple of hours, maybe the next day after the original tweet went out of what had been said is that Barnes's comments were almost taken out of context. Yeah. I think that when we originally saw, I think everyone saw the tweet that was like, oh, this is what he said. He said that the relationship, was it beyond repair? Oh, it's like, it's reached. It's broken a, down, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's it right? broken down, yeah. And I think that he's been very clear there in that it was taken a bit out of context, but that what has been said and what Mowbray's said and what we're all feeling as fans it, it is concerning isn't it like it's not it's it's not the way you should be at the beginning of the season I was saying this to you on Tuesday you don't want to be going into the first couple of the games of the season especially when we're coming to record these pods looking negative you, you don't want us to be like critical we, we want to have that excitement we want to be talking about the new signings we want to be saying oh what do we think is going to happen but the issue is A the new signings that we've got aren't necessarily what we need and B there's this underlying kind of tension at the club at the moment that I don't think any fan can deny I don't think any fan can say isn't there and I think everyone's starting to become a bit concerned how this is going to impact this season.
1: I think, like for me, you just wouldn't believe that this team ended the last season the way it did. Like there just seems to have been something that it just hasn't carried over. I know we've the the loss of Ahmad's massive, but we kind of always were going to lose him, and I just there, there's something not not quite right. And I know it's very early in the season we played one game but the and you're never going to be ready as such but it just feels like we're kind of really not ready for the season like we just you know you, there's there's a lot of things still need to be done I think and none more so than than a centre forward and it's not this isn't something that we've suddenly decided oh we've lost to crew, so we need a striker we've majority of us have been saying that we need a, a goal scorer since January or even before that really when, when this time last year was a few weeks away from Stewart getting injured the first uh-huh, time and yeah. the, this isn't anything new and they've had for all of the good work they've done and they have, they've brought some good players in, they've brought some really promising players in, they're obviously not averse to bringing experience in like Bradley Dack. they've had so, such a long time to bring in a striker <laughs> we, we've got we're in the same situation again where we we have one who's hugely inexperienced and I know that you're going to come back and you're going to say Ross Stewart's still here Ross Stewart isn't going to play for us until October the other kid have signed
2: yeah
1: loathe that I can't remember his name
2: Triantis
1: no he's a centre half oh, even um, I know that um,
2: sorry
1: Amir yes him no, the other one.
2: Which one? We bought
1: two strikers, but one of them got injured on his first day. He had a terrible first day at work. He got... We bought the young lad from somewhere in France. I do know who you told me. I
2: can't remember his name. If you
1: know the name of the young lad we bought <laughs> from France. Please um,
2: save me and
1: <laughs> Um <clears throat> Anyway, he got injured yeah. his first day. That can't be helped. But again, it's very, like, just by a centre-forward. And I know the that have come out, and as Nick, like Nick was saying, it's a reaction to that. But it sounds like it's taken losing on penalties to prove for Speakman to go, oh, actually, we probably really do need a centre forward, don't we?
2: And should it have got to that point? No. Because, and, and Stephen said it, didn't he? In, the, in that clip, he, he said, look, it's not just that we're all suddenly because I don't think any of us can deny that Harvey's done... A a good job with what he's found in terms of recruitment. I I don't think that anyone's saying that he hasn't but it's not that we're suddenly getting on the recruitment teams back. When Stewart got injured in September last year, we were all very cautious that we did not have that much of a buffer when it came to centre forwards. He then was back for six weeks and got injured again And we were told yet again who could have seen this happening. Well, we all saw it the first time, and then we saw it the second time. And we're now coming to the end of the second transfer window where the fans are begging you to sign a centre-forward. And it's taken us, as you said, Matthew, going against a League Two side, losing on penalties for them to go and stand outside the dressing room and wait for tony right yeah. like
1: no, that... no 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 I'm, I'm you know part of me thinks surely that 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 probably i've said that and I'm thinking that probably isn't the case, that can't be the case. because that that would be mental yeah but it's obviously taking losing them for them to for for speaking to go look we really are trying to bring in a striker and I'm sure they are and I'm sure they have been and it's not easy to find a center forward you look at what Coventry have had a player for Ellis Sims. They'd, that's clearly too much for what you know, more than they would have liked to pay for Ellis Sims. Yeah. And I think if we'd have paid that for Sims, you're being on. Well, he's a good player.
2: Yeah.
1: But that is a lot of money. What they've paid for. Him. And
2: and Barnsley. And said I don't think
1: we have that. Yeah. Money.
2: And Paul Barnsley said well, this, yeah. didn't he? He said we don't have this money, and effectively <laughs> Speakman and Mowbray are, are playing with like one hand time behind their back. Yeah. They. they is there the money to support them? And again, we were having this conversation on the way to the game on Tuesday. How much does KLD actually have access to at this point?
1: Well, yeah, I I, I don't know. Chris Weatherspoon probably knows. Um, Can you give me a ring, Chris? (laughs) He will know that.
2: Matthew's number is... uh,
1: (laughs) Gareth's number that we've Ring Gareth, 07.
2: (laughs) But the issue is that we don't know how much money he has access to why aren't we getting the support that we need for the team because if their plan is to just effectively and i'm going worst case scenario here obviously we love to my job, isn't it? yeah exactly i'm going worst case scenario here but Are we just going to become an academy for big clubs Mm. where we train up these young players and send them on without actually making any progress ourselves? Because, yeah, we've bought in Dak. Yeah, we have bought in some other experienced players. But you're looking at the likes of Gooch, the likes of Pritchard, the likes of Bart, who are all being, I don't want to use it, but pushed out, Mm. told they can go, told they can leave. And you're thinking, right? So, are we just going to have a team where the average age is 20 for like the next five or six years? And in the nicest way possible, that team is not going to get promoted.
1: At the minute, you know, last season was very exciting because we we've we brought in these players and they've done really well, played some really good football. We won a lot of games, scored a lot of goals. There was very minimal expectation. It becomes suddenly it becomes suddenly less enjoyable if you start losing games and then all, when your best players go and then you're replacing them with children and it's not quite working and I'm not sure I don't you know no one's saying that that's going to happen I just think there's plenty of time left to sort this out but obviously just because the window's still open it doesn't mean the games are paused and by the time the window closes you probably you've probably played four or five if not six games, maybe, with
2: midweek. we? We've seen this time and time again. We saw it in the League One seasons where we'd get to the end of the season and the conversation everyone was having was, oh, if we turn this draw into a win, if we turn this loss into a draw, it's those, those couple of points that make the difference. I mean, last season, we got in to the playoffs on goal difference alone. That's how close it was in the championship. And this season, this league, as I, I think I said it on the reaction on Sunday this league's better than it was last season every,
1: We're at the top end of it yeah. yeah.
2: but every point is going to count yeah. and the, the first game of the season is a bit of a free hitter sometimes you can say that teams are getting used to new squads teams are getting used to new leagues like Ipswich are you, you never quite know what's going to happen there but Saturday and I, I think Barnsley said this as well Saturday at Preston has now been turned into a bigger game than it ever needed to be. It's
1: a bigger game than it ma- massively than it should be. I mean,
2: Listen, we should be going in with with good feeling. We beat them like two three months ago. Like we, we should be going into yeah, this really, really comfortable. yeah really comfortable, having a nice time, going out for a few pints. But instead, do we? Do we know what the starting eleven
1: probably will be? Well, we're, we... We're, we'll we exactly. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm no d- i No, no, yeah. I wasn't. No, no, was like meaning that. I was just yeah. saying like. But Barnsley is right in that oh. that game. He, I can't remember the word he used, but he said August was benign, I think, like on, on paper, and it, and it is. You know, if switch at home, yeah, it could be. It was obviously a hard, a tough game, but pressing away rather than at home. Um, and then you've got Coventry away, which is obviously tougher. But you look the first three games, you think, well. But now you know. So you beat Ipswich. You go. I think, to be honest, if you if you draw at Preston and beat Rotherham, I, think, I don't think anyone's batting an eyelid at the, at the at that start of the season. I think if you go and lose, then then you've almost got you've got well you have got a bit of a problem, and that you've lost your two league games. And I'm not asked about being out of the cup, but I am bothered about the way the performance was turned in. And I think like. The um the the first week of the season, you don't want to lose the three games. So
2: I think what was worrying as well, and I've seen a few people point this out, is we did not play a centre forward because we only had yeah. one available, and we were worried about him getting yeah. injured. And that shows some forward thinking, but it's also very very worrying that we cannot feel. I'd the have played him forward. personally.
1: On Tuesday, I think a goal would do him the world of good, and
2: yeah,
1: give him some confidence. Yeah, and I think, we, but I, you're right; we didn't, put, we couldn't play him. But, but anyway, um, hope that wasn't too depressing for you. Um, we've got we aren't,
2: we aren't wanting. I know I said this before. We aren't wanting to be over. on We want to have the, the beginning of the season excitement. But it's just, a,
1: just it's, it's just a bit disappointing because, like and it but it might not be you know we, we might bring a striker in tomorrow wouldn't be Preston 3 now. yeah but um I mean, you'll
2: be sat here doing a reactor on Saturday absolutely buzzing you look over well, the moon with that
1: mate it's <laughs> been the same as I always am
2: <laughs> it's
1: like all oh, the pointless isn't it really Um right yeah we'll take a quick break actually and then we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a little a lovely little look at the game on Saturday afternoon at Deep <laughs>
3: and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Welcome back. Hi. Um, Sunderland go to Preston on Saturday, as we just said. Um, This time of the season, team-wise... I don't think anyone really knows. Not that I ever know.
2: I don't think there's going to be many changes, are there? I mean, there was the the club tweeted that Gooch was injured after. Yeah,
1: well, he he didn't play on Tuesday because he he was he had a knock.
2: Yeah, and is. Ballard okay because obviously he was hopping around at the end of the match. so Oh, yeah, he
1: did take a knock. He seems, well, he's not, I don't think he's been mentioned.
2: I haven't seen anything mentioned, but there hasn't, obviously, we haven't had the press conference yet. we haven't right. had an interview He could
1: be yet. out for the season.
2: He, <laughs> he could be, yes. And with Danny Bart leaving, well, <laughs> it's going to be great. Sh-
1: <laughs> Makes make sense. I
2: like we're going to have a great time this um, season. I can't I'd worry.
1: imagine the same back forward start.
2: Yes. Hopefully. Uh, um, well, yeah. Do we have a choice
1: about that? Well oh 9s going to play, I think. He said yeah, think it, think. Has said as much.
2: Yeah.
1: Um Ballard will play if he's fit. Yeah. Um, and then who played left back? Circuit. Yeah, Circum yeah, was at
2: left back.
1: Um Yeah. Midfield, I thought Neil played well. Ekwa I thought that alright, you'd imagine I don't I don't envision too too many changes. I wonder if he'll bring Pritchard in.
2: He he calmed it down, didn't he? He looked
1: a lot... He links everything up a bit more. Yeah,
2: we were saying that the midfield looked a bit lost last Sunday. Pritchard just seemed to secure that a bit more. And it's the benefit of experience, isn't it? Like, he's he's an invaluable player to the squad. And I think that he definitely just makes everyone look a lot more comfortable, a lot more settled. And I think that's definitely something we're going to need going go no No, definitely.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he started Um although he did play the full game on Tuesday so I don't know maybe he needed the minutes to be fair Um yeah. I thought Gooch did it well when he came on on Sunday I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll start though especially with all the talk around <gasps> his future Hamir yeah, you'd imagine has to play to, can't really start. start without a striker at this point you can't it just becomes a parody Um and yeah Clark Roberts I thought Pritchard brought Roberts into the game more you'd expect Dak to be on the bench probably um, yeah Do you know Embleton he... was pictured earlier so I don't know if he's fit or... we
2: we said didn't we on Dak that he looked good he just looked like he hadn't played yeah, in yeah he looked really good like, he,
1: looked, he had some lovely touches he was getting he was good, in the right it,
2: places yeah. he just looked maybe like a beat behind but that's something that's going to come come in time and if I think it you give more
1: yeah minutes, I agree I think he'd be a good addition Dak I think you know, I hope it's not at the expensive Pritchard because I thought they did link up quite well. Yeah,
2: they really did. Um,
1: and you, you know, they, they complement each other quite well. But I don't, I don't envisage too many changes to be honest. Yeah. No one really knows at this point either. Um, I don't know anything about Preston really. I know that their manager is Ryan Lowe.
2: <laughs> That's nice.
1: <laughs> I, know, I, I know.
2: I know. I know
1: they lost to Bristol out. City the other uh, the other day. Yeah, did so they play in the. Was
2: they that? will
1: have unless they opted out. Can you opt out of the league? <laughs> oh, or? I'd
2: love to opt out. And United
1: the opted out of the FA Cup once. Why? Because <laughs> they qualified for the World Cup Championships, so they opted out of it. It was massive hoo-ha around it, and there was uh, you not know about this. No, I've never. It was like, I think oh, it was great. We've got a deep It was, after, dive with it was after they won the, the treble. 1999 It was the season after They didn't play in the FA Cup And there was this massive mm-hmm. Sort of Thing Surrounding it mm-hmm. <coughs> And uh, Everyone was fuming It was like No you can't do that So they ended up They ended up not playing in the FA Cup Which meant there was an odd number of teams Excellent So there was a lucky losers So if you lost In the, in the I think it was the second round you, The losers would, One of them was drawn out To go back into the third round and That's it was great. it was darling. Why
2: don't we do that anyway?
1: Well, because Man United had subsequently been back in the FA Cup. Yeah, but we
2: should only we should let an uneven number of teams into the FA Cup every year on purpose in order to have a lucky losers every year.
1: And there was a lot of who you know. It wasn't. It didn't go down very well. It was Darlington with a lucky were losers. Are you
2: about to use Who Har? Yeah, again. You, yeah, you've, is that going to be catchphrase?
1: Could of the be. Season? Could be. But it was darling. Anyway, it was Darlington with the All lucky right, losers, okay. and I think they lost to uh, Aston Villa and I want to say that was the game Dion Dublin broke his neck <laughs> mm.
2: excellent anyway, anyway.
1: brilliant uh, yeah do you think we'll win
2: Um, I want us to win I, I want the positivity back I want the the good feeling and we ended last season obviously not literally ended last season with a good away record but towards the end of last season our our away record was incredible and you've got to hope that some of that does carry over now we're playing with what feels like a very different set of players we're playing in what feels like very different circumstances but yeah I mean we've got the confidence of we won against them two months ago we've got a great back followers following us again I think it's just shy of 6,000 going yeah which is incredible and yeah, do you know what I'm gonna go two one but I'm not
1: gonna name no, sh- it's fine. We the don't, goal scorers. Um, I will draw two two, I think. Ooh. Uh, I think we'll come from behind though, which will sort of galvanise us a little bit. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: it <clears throat> um, doesn't mean going two nil down again, but it's fine
2: it's Um, nice to go to email down uh, it's relaxing actually it is it's very relaxing especially when you miss what how many goals did you miss on
1: Sunday I missed one but I also missed Cruz's goal on Tuesday
2: that is by the way can I just say I I went down with Matt to get a pint at half time on Tuesday well just before half time on Tuesday I've (coughs) never missed a goal at the Stadium of Light the first time I sit next to Matthew at a match and the first time is the first time I ever miss a goal at Stadium of Light yeah it's, you've, you've got a knack for it, mate. Yeah, it's, it's you. It's uh, well,
1: it's not people life. cheering as you leave because
2: they know someone's
1: going to score. Well, yeah, but usually our goals are missed. But now I've started to miss the opposition's goals, which isn't going down so well. Uh, it's time for <laughs> also before we go. I've got a question of the week. My question of the week this week is how many um, jam-filled donuts do you think you're going to eat? You know the ones with like the sugar on the outside. How many of those do you think you could eat without licking your lips?
2: see i never liked this as a child because there used to be this thing where it would be like you can't lip your lips, yeah. li- lick your lips or your fingers but it felt like that's part of the enjoyment probably
1: six i think you think
2: six yeah. i think i'm tapping out at about four
1: we can try this really we
2: should not now and we'll we'll, we'll do it on an instagram live oh, yeah, we or we'll that. put it up on the youtube on that you should go and subscribe to
1: oh the... yeah do that we'll do it at the, i'll do it at the live show which you su- <laughs> subscribe to as well buy tickets subscribe to the theory of buying <laughs> tickets for the live show digital tickets you can delay the delivery of your digital tickets for the live show as just as we've delayed the live show really um it's the 6th of october before the middlesbrough game um unless it gets moved the middlesbrough game in which case it'll be during the middlesbrough game <laughs> <laughs> you should buy a ticket for that it's oh I don't know some money it's about it's like about 12 quid or something I
2: haven't bought my tickets yet Right.
1: So. yeah it's totally about but head over to, w- head over to the Wise Men Say socials and buy them do and go to the Wise uh, uh, Say website while you're there because
2: you'll see all the great pieces yeah, that written yeah do all of
1: that join the Fantasy League I'll tweet the code again and actually if you're, ahead, if you're winning the Fantasy League <laughs> at the end of August you do win a free ticket to the live podcast
2: which
1: Matt um, has totally cleared with everyone sorry. he needs to
2: clear.
1: Well, you can have mine. You um, <laughs> <clears throat> set on the stage. Um, right, that's it. Anyway, I'm gonna get out of here. Literally, not literally. I'm to the bar. I bot. used to go pick up my parents. Yeah, you do that. Uh, I'm gonna pick up a beer, I guess. Nice. And uh, thanks very much for listening. <laughs>